Let's see, do I have the episodes up? I have issues with these titles. You may you may ask yourself, Kaylin, do you do any preparation before you start hosting? The answer is no. Reaction, fan reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Clother, and with me is my co-host. Ah, <laughs> oh, people are gonna hate that. I hate. I never tell you I hate that noise. Like, really? Sniffing. Yeah. It's like it's one of those things. Oh, really? It's I... such like a pet peeve of mine. Oh. Yeah. I well, you should have told me before I did it. That's <laughs> this is your fault. I know. This is this <laughs> this is where the show breaks up, guys. Over this over a bit. I hate the sound of like body parts like cracking. Really? Yeah. I don't like it. Hmm. Uh, I'm Dara Whitman. Hi. <laughs> and we are back and we are continuing with our new series, Gravity Falls, where we are watching, we are reacting, and we are doing all that stuff. Yes. Anyway, so. Don't worry, I can get that song out of your head real quick. <laughs> we are still at the beginning of season one with episode three, Headhunters, and episode four, The Hand That Rocks, The Mabel. Um, so we're just going to get started Oh, now off. that title makes sense. Yeah. Because I was going to say, because it sounds like Hand the Rock's the Cradle, mm -hmm. but this had nothing to do with that movie. Mm -hmm. But like, hand, okay, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. I still don't get that. Well, okay, Headhunter also kind of makes sense, but like, yeah. So we're just going to get started with episode three, Headhunters. So what do you think about these episodes, Derek? Uh, I think I like them more than the first two, like, a lot really? more. Because, like, they were kind of more what I thought the show was going to be in that, like, mm -hmm. it's still a fun kid show, but I'm also kind of terrified. Yeah. You're you're a little, you're definitely creeped out by some of that, some of this stuff, which is yeah. totally and it was like, within your reason. Kind of, like, with this, with these two episodes, it was, like, it kind of, like, for a bit, like, I didn't think it was going to go the way I thought it was, but then it kind of, but then eventually it did, but, like, mm -hmm. it still did it well enough, so I'm like, all right. Right. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I had fun with this episode specifically. <laughs> with Headhunters? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to make sure I get all the the voice cast on here because we have some fun. We should probably name all, like, so we should probably get into the episode and then we can, like. Then we'll talk about the, uh, the what's, what the main purpose of this episode was. All right. So, the synopsis of this episode is, um, we're at the Mystery Shack with and Dipper Mabel are watching a show called Duck Detective. I'm a big fan of Duck Detective. I think I really appreciate his work. There's a real show called Count Duckula. Is there really? Yeah. He's what? a vegetarian duck. Vampire duck. Well, that raises so many questions. What? I don't know. It's like, I think it's like a lit, I don't know how like old time it, I think it's at least like 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Look it up. And because uh, I heard about it when I was watching stuff on Phantom of the Opera because there's an episode like involving the Phantom of the Opera. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, so, but uh, they also, I thought, because it was Duck Detective, mm -hmm. I to find that clever. I was thinking either uh, Sherquack Holmes mm. or just Sherlock Quack. I like it. I think we should run with that idea. Mm -hmm. um, so, and instead of like it being Sherlock Quack, it's like an actual quacking noise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as they're watching this uh, educational and lovely program. Uh, Is it educational? Sure. Well, they're solving mysteries. Mysteries can be educational, right? Yeah. Sure. Ducks are smart, right? The mystery of who stole the letter A. 
<laughs> Don't patronize me. So uh, Seuss comes in and he says that he was going around cleaning the shack and he found a secret room. What? That was hidden behind the wall. What? There's a hidden room inside this creepy shack. Shock and disbelief. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't expect such a thing to come out of a place called the Mystery Shack. In a place called Gravity Falls. In a town called Gravity Falls. So uh, they go behind this door and they find that it is a old wax museum. Which is... It, ah. <laughs> and with then inside of it has a bunch of old uh, wax figures of various celebrities and like, uh, old like, fictional, like, uh, fictional characters. Yeah, like, and I don't, like, okay, well, like, I don't find wax museums in general that creepy because I've been to a couple. Hmm. I've actually never been to a I've wax museum. I've been to Massachusetts, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was the one in New York. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And then there's the one in, uh, for, like, the near the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Save your money. Don't go. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Massachusetts is nice, though. But, like, the fact that, like, this is, like, a kind of, like, creepy-esque show. Yeah. I assume House of Wax. Right. So I'm creeped out. But like there were some interesting wax figures. Yeah, some interesting character choices here. Um, but apparently this used to be one of the big attractions at the Mystery Shack until Gungle Sand was like, nah. Um, yeah. Forgot all about it. Yeah, so uh, we name all the wax figures. So I think, I think we'll name them as we come across them. Well, we see Wax Abraham Lincoln, but he's been melted by the sun. Looking at you, Wax John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> that was a good line. Um, Next to Wax Lizzie Borden? Yeah, and behind him is like a wax figure with a lady with an axe, and we're pretty sure that's... Who uh, else is it going to be? Also, why? Why not? And then, who else was there in that little bit? Uh, I think we saw... Wax Larry King. Again. Yeah, he's (laughs) some kind of a gremlin. (laughs) It's Larry King. Um, I think that's where we see uh, Sherlock Holmes and Nixon. Is there Nixon, Shakespeare. Shakespeare? Yeah, those like see that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood's there. I think we saw Robin Hood in that bit. Yeah, yeah. and then later we see like Genghis Khan mm-hmm. and uh, Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. and a Coolio. Coolio. Coolio was there. <laughs> Famed rapper. Well, there, Coolio. I, think, I feel like there was other ones that I can't like that I couldn't actually pick up like who they were. Right. Yeah, I think those were the, some of the big players. Those are some of the big players, but like I think there was like one. I'm like I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we we got. I think we got most of them. Most mm-hmm. all of them. I'm looking at a picture here. Uh, Robin Hood, Lizzie Borden, uh, Sherlock Holmes, Coolio, Genghis Khan. Okay. So um, if someone if we miss any, put it down in the comments. Yeah, let us know. So Mabel gets the idea that ah, we're gonna let's we have all this extra wax here. Let's make our uh, like a new wax figure. Mm-hmm. So she's looking for ideas. She has some good ideas, but ultimately just, uh, decides that she's going to make a wax figure out of Gronkle's Stan mm-hmm. because her muse works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. So she does a pretty good job. Yeah. It's, it's very it's very glittery. It's very lifelike and also covered in glitter. But also, how else would you want a Gronkle Stan wax figure? I, mean, no I, w- I, I wouldn't, honestly. <laughs> the answer is no. No. Never. Um so then there's this like grand opening where they're going to open back up the uh, the attraction mm-hmm. of the museum, you know, starring this Grunkle Stan wax figure. Uh, and there's these people there. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a big sign that says free pizza. And that's how he, that's how he gets yeah, people but, to come but out. Here's the rule. If you if you say there's free pizza, you need pizza. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, there's no free pizza. There isn't, which is just me. Like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So everyone is 
upset by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see some characters uh, making comments. There's a Toby Determined, which is a great name for a reporter. He's like a... <laughs> What's it? Your microphone's a turkey baster, Toby. That's that's a line I enjoy a lot. I also ran. And then there was the lady, an actual reporter. Um, an actual reporter. So the uh, everyone leaves frustrated. Uh, Manly Dan starts destroying some stuff, and that's just how I do because free pizza. So later that night, uh, Uncle Stan is hanging out with his wax figure that he loves mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. He gets up uh, to go to the bathroom, comes back, and it's headless. It's murdered. It's murdered. Somebody murdered the wax figure. You, you can't murder wax figures. They're not real. Are they? No, this is a television show. This is a, this is television. So he calls the cops, because I guess that's what you do when a wax figure has been murdered. So the cops come and they say, hey, this case is impossible to solve. There is a an axe right next to the um, the wax figure. Mm-hmm. Axe next to the wax. Um and uh, Dipper says that he can solve the case, and they laugh at him because he's just like a little boy mm-hmm. with a very cute sneeze. Making sure that I'm not forgetting anything. He's just a kid, and life is a nightmare. Word. Word. So uh, Dipper and Mabel take on the case, and they start trying to solve this mystery. So They get some clues. They got some clues. Like, there's footprints around and the wax And they have, like, figure. a hole in them. There's, like, a hole in the shoe. Mm-hmm. The person who would have to... Uh, they figure out something with like left-handedness. Yeah, they figured the the way everything's placed, the person who was in there would have had to be left-handed to um because they first think it's a lumberjack. They first think it's a lumberjack, right? And then they get into the the bike club. They go to the, like this like hot biker bar. This like I rough like and the tumble. guy's tattoos. The, the the bouncer has tattoos where his head says head, his neck says neck, his chin says chin. It's a uh, and they don't allow minors. They don't, yeah, they don't allow minors, but if, uh... God dang it! <laughs> that was really good. It's like, it's little stuff like that, but good thing that, uh, whew, I almost said Mipper and Dable. Wow. What? Dipper and Mabel, they have some fake IDs that are very convincing. They got googly eyes. They say Sir Dipping Sauce and Lady Mableton. <laughs> and they get in the bar and they're able to question um, Manly Well, Dan. Dipper questions Mabel plays with her cootie catcher. Yeah, she has like the little fortune teller. Yeah. Um, she's always making friends. Mm-hmm. So Manly Dan says that uh, it couldn't have been him um, because one, he's right-handed. Two, that's not his ex. And he has an alibi, which he was uh, punching the clock. And by punching the clock, he wasn't working. He was just literally punching the clock like right across the street. So vandalism. There. Yeah, but like at least it's not murder. True. And it's Manly Dan. We'll give him a pass. Mm-hmm. And then the one biker finds out that his wife is going to be very pretty, but will she love him? But will she love him? That's the question. And then they go around everybody else, and they're all right-handed or have broken arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the one guy has two broken arms. Um, so they, they're starting to narrow down the possible suspects, and they finally narrow it down to Toby Determined from the Gravity Falls Gossiper. Mm-hmm. And so he also has a hole in his shoe. He's left-handed. Because we saw him holding his uh, turkey baster microphone. And they uh, call the cops. Mm-hmm. And the cops uh, come in. and uh, But the only thing is that Toby Determined has an alibi. Which is at 10 o'clock that night. He was uh, smooching his cardboard cutout of the lady reporter. And videotaped it. Well, it's on a security camera. Yeah. What? So that's weird, like Toby. all like and we'll talk about and we can talk about mainly an episode, but like all of the, like most of the men in this like town are creepy. The cops seem fine. 
They're dum-dums. Yeah, they're idiots. But they seem fine, like not creepy-wise. Mm-hmm. And like, who knows how sticky that cardboard cutout is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, ew. Like, Ugh. it's so it's so creepy. Yikes. And like, even like, they don't, I mean, I, like, it's a kid joke, but still, that was creepy. It was creepy. Toby is creepy. Who's not creepy? Dipper? Dipper. Hey, Zeus. Zeus. Zeus is not creepy. He's fine. Uh, Stan's not creepy. He's just... He's just a dick. He's just kind of a dick. Which, I mean, I guess in this this world, it's it's fine. Mm -hmm. As long as you're not a creep. Mm -hmm. Is that fine? (laughs) I mean, also, Stan's... You know what? Grumble Stan's kind of honest about being a dick. Yeah. I respect that. He's kind of upfront about who he is. I respect if you're just honest about being a dick. I, I mean, if you, like a creep is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But if you're a dick and you're honest about it, yeah. it, it you're honest. Yeah. And then, the, but the cops do make fun of Dipper. They still make fun of him. Yep. And Toby says that must be so embarrassing as the video <laughs> of him smooching a thing comes down the distance. Anyway, so um, but they do scan the axe for fingerprints, and there are none. Mm-hmm. There are no fingerprints on the thing. Meanwhile, we go to the funeral of Wax Grumple Stan. Yes, he does have a funeral for Wax Grumple Stan. And they have all the wax figures there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so Stan gets very upset. He runs out crying. Um, but then Dipper notices that uh, Wax Stan has a hole in his shoe. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that all wax figures do because that's how they get this the sticky thing and the mm-hmm. standy thing. Mm-hmm. Very... Uh, proper terms mm-hmm. there um so just as they're figuring out the wax figures come to life ah so like that, that w- i mean i was assuming the wax figures are going to be evil yeah. i thought they are yes are they or are they just cursed well they're cursed and they're kind of bitter about it yeah so they're these cursed figures that stan stole from a haunted garage sale mm-hmm. like uh, you do Sam, you just sometimes <laughs> Sometimes you know you don't even buy; you just you mm-hmm. just stole them, and they were um, and they were pretty content with their life because uh, they were in like attraction during the day and at night when the moon is waxing, waxing, they come to life and just do whatever the heck they want. But then the attraction stopped making money, so he boarded it up, and they have been kind of pissed about it ever since. So it's like that at the museum, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just didn't get a sexy mummy played by Rami Malek. That's true. Mm. I guess not every uh, piece of media can have a sexy mummy played by Rami Malek. Mm. Anyway, Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. Once the their room had been opened, though, they intended to uh, exact revenge upon Grunkle Stan, but they uh, they got the wrong Stan. They got the wax Stan. So they were so like they could have murdered Stan. They were planning on murdering Stan. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is bad. Don't murder people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of the leader of this group is uh, Sherlock Holmes. And, uh, you know, would he be? <laughs> sure. Why I don't know. He doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like the leader kind in that. Mm-hmm. I guess he might be in that group. Mm-hmm. He's probably the smartest in that group. Probably. Probably. But not that smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they intend to attack Dipper and Mabel and fighting ensues. And through that fight, they discover that um, hotty melty things are the weakness of wax figures, which is Cause, important. Because, duh. Because, duh. So then they start melting. Then we also forgot one of the wax figures was Groucho Marx. Yes. Which is, there's a really funny thing where, where he gets a uh, cut like, in half. Yeah. And he's like, starts telling a joke with a cigar in his hand, but he's like, why isn't there anything in my hand? It's because standards and practices. 
Um, the censors did not want smoking. They could have put something else in there. Probably, that's true. Like a vape. But but it's funnier when he's like, why isn't there anything in my head? Sure, that was funny. And then there's so many jokes in the show that got mixed because of the because <laughs> of censors. It's really funny. Uh, again, if this show, I I feel like it's a show interesting. If it was on like an FX or something, mm-hmm. then they could be a bit more inappropriate. I'm not saying. I mean, they they went like they went around it well, like yeah, it very it's a good well. Kid show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So fighting ensues. They're able to destroy most of the wax figures. Um. And then. Uh, Tipper leads Sherlock Holmes out into the sun, and then that witch melts him and kills him. Ew, ew. Yes. The end. The well, and so um, they get they get back the head of a uh, wax stand, mm-hmm. and um, the cops are surprised. I bet you didn't sell this. I'm gonna drink my coffee. I'll Actually, take a long drink of this coffee. Actually, that was funny. That whole uh, thing was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so they save the day, but there is still a, a the wax head of Larry King uh, poking around the vents in the mystery. But shop. he is missing an ear. True, because the rat stole his ear. But okay. he is good with picking out sweaters. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at the voice cast for this episode. Okay. Because we have um, Coolio voices wax Coolio. Oh, does he? Cool. Yes. Larry King voices wax Larry King. Um, let's Good see. for them. Anybody uh, else? Oh, and the voice of Wax Sherlock Holmes is John Oliver. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's funny because I I like knew that and I was trying to like listen. I kind of want to go back and listen because like it didn't sound kind of like John Oliver. It didn't sound like he definitely like was voice acting, um, which is weird because like I mean John Oliver's like fine at voices, but he's not like great at voices. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he has a pretty distinctive voice. Yeah, and like it's just Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. He could just. You know, be John Oliver. Right. Right. Except when he does, like, his, like, I think my favorite one is, like, his Mrs. Doubtfire when he says, hello! <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, that's that episode. Hooray! Yay! That so, was what fun. What are your thoughts? It was fun. Yeah. This was, it, it's really funny because um, this is the third episode, but it actually took me a lot longer to see this episode because I was never able to catch it when it was on TV. Nice. <laughs> So I actually went a really long time without seeing this episode. So whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's that episode. I never I really yeah. think this episode is I kind special. of like how, like, I thought it was going to go one way, and then they started diverting it to, like, it might not go this way, but then it kind of Then went, it came back. Yeah, like, because I wasn't thinking, because, like, House of Wax is at, like, this, I don't think, I don't know if I were going to watch House of Wax, mm-hmm. but, like, spoiler alert, there was, like, actual people in the Wax figures. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was going to go that far, because, mm-hmm. you know, children's show. Mm-hmm. But, like... Oh, Thomas Edison was one of the wax figures. Oh! I have a Muslim here. That was probably the guy you didn't know. Who was that voice by? It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think he had a voice. Oh. It could also be like the, the queen. The, we that. didn't say the queen. Hmm? We didn't say the queen. The queen was also there. Yes. Did we say what queen? Pretty sure just Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth II, the second. of England. Yes. Yes. Where is... Oh, yes. The cryptogram at the end of the episode. So during the credits, um, mm-hmm. the message says... Uh, He's still in the vents, referring to Wax Larry King, who's still in the vents. I don't feel like Wax Larry King's going to really do anything, though. I don't know. I think he might be the big bad of the series. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not the gnomes. I mean, you say, I feel like you wouldn't want to spoil anything for me, so I'm going to assume that's not the case. But it could be. The big bad is Larry King. Yeah, but like you'd want to hide that from me. Would I? Yes. Maybe you think it's so ridiculous that I wouldn't say it. 
Yeah, but like I've done that to you where I'm just like, who this could be this could be the thing and then it ended up like being the thing mm-hmm. and you and then it wasn't fun for you. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you would learn from my mistakes. So I'm looking at the fun facts for this episode, the trivia notes, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like this last one that says Alex Hirsch said in the commentary that he wrote the end credit stroke simply to see if Larry King would say llamas are nature's greatest warriors. I feel like Larry King will do anything now. Yeah, why not? I Go respect that, but mm-hmm. like, you know. Mm-hmm. So that is Headhunters. I think Which that- is like weird because like you think it's like going to go like the wake based on the title and then mm-hmm. it goes into like a different way, but it's still the title actually does make sense. Because they're looking for the head of Wax Stan. Were they looking for the head or are they trying to find out who murdered Wax Stan? Both. Okay. The title of the episode is reference to the term headhunting, which is the practice of taking a person's head after killing them. It's also a job recruiter. That's also the title of a job recruiter. Ah, because my dad was that for a while. Nice. So... And I would say to people, oh, my dad's a headhunter, and see their reaction like when I was really tiny. Because mm-hmm. it's funny. Why not both? You could do both at the same time. Yeah, but one's legal. Do you want to go to jail sure. again? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So I think it's time for us to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about the hand that rocks the Mabel. Yeah. Stay tuned. We back? Uh, we are back. Mm-hmm. We are talking about some Gravity Falls, and we are still on season one, episode four, The Hand That Rocks the Mabel. <laughs> I feel like that just described your whole thoughts on this episode. That's so weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. Let's start let's start talking about mm-hmm. it. So um we start off with uh, Dipper Mabel and Seuss watching another one of the great shows within a show of gravity falls called tiger fist which i don't get how that works like, it's um and also think about it so they literally like tortured an animal and sewed an arm onto him no 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 it's see there's i love okay i'm on the gravity falls wiki right now and there is an article for tiger fist and all it says is the show follows the story of a tiger who after an explosion had a large muscular human arm surgically attached to the sh- his shoulder so they tortured a tiger somehow saving his life so they tortured a tiger <laughs> no he 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 was exploded already and then they fixed him. but how was he exploded was it man trying to murder him it was pouches i don't uh, know could be Tiger fist. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> so as they're watching the show, they see an ad on the TV um, for a uh, a psychic. Mm-hmm. The psychic is called Lil Gideon. Lil Gideon. And his I didn't actually. Telepathy. You know what's funny? I didn't hear the Lil part. I just heard Gideon. Lil Gideon. So that was so then like when that reveal happened, I'm like, oh, he's Lil. Lil. Um. So they're kind of curious. They want to check it out. But Stan um, says they can't, and nobody under his roof. Right, nobody under his roof, but nobody, yes. But the thing is, it's a tent. Do tents really have roofs? Um, a kind of loophole. <laughs> Literally. It's a loophole. And then, uh, yes, because Mabel finds a literal loophole. <laughs> but that's kind of do, it's, they technically have roofs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, you just need a top part to cover yourself. Mm-hmm. So, eh, 
it's subjective. It's a, yeah. So yeah, and we can already tell that Gideon and Stan are going to be kind of rivals because I mean, in the commercial, they start kind of dunking on Stan, and the uh, Stan doesn't really. He's not really into that stu- the psychic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but they go anyway, and they go and check it out. And little Gideon puts on a performance. He seems to be very popular. People are buying his merch. Like, he throws his little, like, cape into the audience. He's also a child? He's also, he, yeah, when we say little Gideon, it's because uh, he's like a baby man. But he's, he, he's like a little kid. But baby man, so, he, so he's, but he's a kid. He's not a baby man. Baby he's like, man he's like a kid. Yeah. He's like, he's like a kid. So, but is he like around, like, Mabel and Dipper's age? I think like a couple years younger. Really? So, but like, he's little. Yes. And he's also got that southern twang that makes people think he's like adorable, which honestly is really not that adorable if you think about it. <laughs> yes, he has like that little southern accent. He goes like, Will, I, You know what was weird? What? I don't know why, but it was like probably the color of his hair and they had a, like a United States like um, yeah. pin on there. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I kept thinking Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that it was Bill Clinton, but like, I don't know. For some reason, like the resemblance a little bit. Like, okay. like, I like when you're like, a uh, white hair, uh, USA pin, uh, accent, southern, southern Ac- accent. Come on, a little bit, Clinton, a little bit. I, I mean, I guess I see where you're coming. Also, from. creep factor. <laughs> um. So, so they're at this psychic show, and Gideon seems like he is not really a real psychic because he's basically stating the obvious but making it seem like it's something people didn't expect. Hashtag no shit Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, ah, oh, I think you've been here before to the person with all of the little Gideon merchandise. I think uh, your name's Mabel. I think yes. Mabel says with her name on her sweater. Um, and so he has a song. He has like a cute little performance. Uh, but there is a moment where he sa- says everybody to like stand up. And everybody does. Everybody does. I thought we were also going to go into like televangelism for a second. It feels like it, right? Yeah. Like, it has like, it definitely has a very like televangelist feel. And Dipper's like, what? How come Dipper's not affected? Uh, well, he did stand up. Oh, he did. But yeah, he knows that's, it. That's but... why he was like, whoa, what? Okay, so he's not affected, but like, he's aware that he's not affected, or that he's affected. Yeah, he's aware that there's something weird going on, I think. Yeah, that's weird. Um, okay. So when they when they leave the show, Dipper's like, that was stupid and fake. And Mabel was like, ah, I think it was kind of funny. Cute um, little moment. Yes. Yeah, they have like a cute sibling moment, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, the next day, uh, Gideon actually shows up to the mystery shack because he's, uh, he's interested in Mabel. Ew, ew. He thought he, he thought she was, uh, interesting. So they, he asked if they can, they can, uh, hang out. So he takes back As to his friends, room. right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be just like Toad's friends. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mabel says like, yeah, sure, let, let's go hang out. And so they uh, they hang out, and Mabel seems to have a lot of fun with it. Um, well, she gets a makeover. Yeah, she does get a makeover, and you know, and she gets like acrylic nails. <laughs> she gets like really long nails. It's just really funny. Um, and uh, Dipper says he doesn't really like. He, he's not he's not super trustworthy mm-hmm. of Gideon right now. But Mabel's like, yeah, it's fine. Like this is somebody who's like doing stuff with me that you guys won't do because you're a bunch of dumb boys and you want to go, you know, blow up. Hot dogs in the microwave, mm-hmm. which happens sometimes. Hey, can you blow up a hot dog in the microwave? I don't know, but we should try it. I know you can blow up a marshmallow in the microwave. That's true. I've almost done that. I mean, I've like watched it grow, and then that's exciting. Mm-hmm. We should go blow up some hot dogs in the microwave. Do I have hot dogs? Sure. We'll so. destroy your microwave, and your parents won't be mad at you. They probably will be mad at me. Yep. Yeah, maybe not the best idea. No. Use up when you get your own place. Do it on your own microwave. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. That's things to aspire to. Yeah, I really want my own place so I can uh, blow up stuff in the microwave. Um, <laughs> anyway. So uh, Mabel and Gideon keep hanging out. And uh, Gideon's, Gideon's very obviously interested in Mabel as more than a friend. But he's not being normal about it. No. No. No, he doesn't have boundaries, mm-hmm. which is very apparent. Because he's one day you'll be my queen. Why does everybody want Mabel to be their queen? I don't, maybe because maybe everyone just acknowledges that Mabel is just far superior to everyone else. I mean that's true, mm-hmm. but that does. But like she's also just a girl looking at a boy, asking him to love her, <laughs> asking him to like hang out for the summer, asking him to hang out for the summer, and just like you know, be a gentleman mm-hmm. and not a creepy gentleman. Yeah. Really, women have such low standards for men because it's like, can you just not be creepy? And suddenly that's like you're asking too Can much. you not be creepy and like, you know, maybe, I don't know, watch Queer Eye with me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, not much to ask. And like cuddle me once in a while and just like listen to me. Mm-hmm. That's all I ask. That's all we ask. And it doesn't just have to be Queer Eye. It can also be, you know, good shows. Well, actually Queer Eye is a good show. But like other shows. Other I do queer like other guy. shows. Yeah. Um... So Gideon asks her out on a date. And she's like, eh, she's like, eh. Eh. like, like a date date. And she doesn't want it to be a date date. No. But he's like, he keeps kind of like, he's like, come on, come on. Is it the mind date. thing or is it just like they're man- like, he's just a manipulative personality. He's just kind of manipulative. And he's like, cause he's like, it's just going to be one date. And she's like, she's in a situation where like, Hey, he's being nice enough. And it's only like one date. And, um, so she accepts, even though he, there's a part where he like keeps trying to touch her hair. It's like, are you smelling? Like, yeah, and he's like, he's going out, and she's like, no. It's like, it's again, uh, it's fine if you like touch their hair, but you need consent, right? And we, I like how we both just like recoiled at the bar because it's like a small detail that we're just like, oh, uh. Uh. and then like, so he hugs her, and then he just starts smelling her hair, which is weird. Don't do that. Like, uh. like I think I've seen it like a couple times in like like teen romance dramas, but it was like kind of cute, honestly. Yeah, that, it wasn't. Like it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like a thing of like you're not actually smelling the hair, but like you're hugging them, and then you get a whiff of like their shampoo, and you're mm-hmm. just like, I like that smell. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Degrassi, honestly. <laughs> knows what Degrassi. This is not Degrassi. Oh, um, I miss spoiler Degrassi. Alert. Spoiler alert: Not Degrassi. No. But like, this is such like a real thing, though. Like, it's such a real thing. Yeah, and this like, like the- brings up my point about like the how the gravity belt handles the male gender so far. Why are most of the men creepy? But this is like so real. I'm like it's it, real. It's and such like a real thing to just be like, ah, it's like oh, I really like. And you're like, I don't. And it's like, come on, just go on one date. Like it's not a big deal. Just like one date. Come on, it's like one date. It's not a big deal. Eh. And you're like, oh, whatever. So like, uh, here's the thing: I if a guy does that to like, you, just say say like no because it's gonna be out of pity. Mm-hmm. So no, right, right. And sometimes you just get put in. Uh, well, we'll kind of we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Um. So Gideon is really into this date idea. Like, he shows up at the mystery shack. He's, like, on a horse. Just because. He's just on a horse. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he's on a horse, and they go to, like, this really super fancy restaurant. Like, super With, like, a fancy. lot of forks. Yeah, there's so many forks. Are you good with that? On the table. Um, like, different, like, like a, I don't know if I've been to, like, a super fancy restaurant. I mean, I've been to a couple where there's, like, a lot of forks. I know nothing about etiquette or fancy table manners. I think the smaller fork is for your salad, mm-hmm. and then even the bigger fork for your meal. And, like, I can tell the difference between, like, a regular spoon and a soup spoon. Yeah, that's as far as And I then there's, like, the super, super tiny 
sports, which is like, I think if you're going to eat like oysters or something, mm. it's like good for that. Like raw oysters. And then you just need one knife. Although you need a butter knife, mm-hmm. which is also different. Yeah. So like, I don't know. And really... then there's like your water glass and then like your wine glass. And then yeah. na- I don't know how it's all placed properly. I think I could, pro- I could probably set it up if I needed to. I have no idea. Also, if you need to set it up, Google it. It's so true. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I don't know. But a lot. they go to the th- and like they got sparkling water. <laughs> I hate sparkling water. You know what the thing is? I because like my my dad really likes like Pellegrino and stuff because like it's like a he prefers that over like plain water and like hates taste of just like the Pellegrino. But I've had like not like plain Lacroix, but I've had like flavors of it. I actually mm-hmm. like that, and yeah. it's actually helpful because now I drink less soda because I have something fizzy. Yeah. So like flavored sparkling water is quite good. Okay, I just don't like sparkling water. Have at you all. had flavored? Nasty. Have you had flavored sparkling I water? I have, have not. I might if I have one day. I will. I will let you try it because okay. I think you might enjoy. You might because like I'm like you, but you might enjoy the flavored kind. I'll give it a shot. Okay, but I I'll make no guarantees. Because no, I'm just saying because like I'm with you on the like the plain one, so that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, it is nasty. Um, and then and like there's like the waiter who's like I'll 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 French it, but that's not even. Yeah. No. That. That was, that's, that's like okay. a bad friend Jackson, and then Gideon's not like, "What did I say about eye contact?" <laughs> yeah, but like Gideon is like, this is kind of where it's apparent that Gideon's always used to getting his way, because um, he just has a way with people, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he has a he has a way with people. Like everyone is like always kind of is hanging on his word, or like he's being rude by like putting his feet up on the table, but like everyone's like, "Oh, that's fine." So. Um, Gideon's a guy who's not used to taking no for an answer in a way that is ugh, a little yikes. A little yikes. Yeah. Um, so towards the end, Gideon thinks it's been a, like a good date. And he's like, oh, I can't wait for the one tomorrow. And Mabel's like, uh, I told you one date. And that's it. And that's it. And um, he's like, because uh, they probably assume they're like, oh, no, she'll see how fancy I am. And then right. she'll like me. Yeah. We don't need fancy stuff. No. No. Don't be a creep. Don't be a creep. Oh. I feel like there needs to be like, I feel bad. I've, that's like one thing I do feel bad about like the male gender mm. is that like we just assume all men are creeps when there actually are like some genuinely nice guys out there. But so many are creeps. No. So I'm saying, but like you can't like you can't we can't we can't. Put all men into like the demographic of creep, mm-hmm. okay? We we say we can't we say we can't do that with like a lot of different like minorities and ethnicities. So we can't we can't say like you can't do that to other people, mm-hmm. but you can do that to men. It's not right. Yes, okay. It's not right. But have you ever been in a situation where you've been trusting a man and they turned out to be a creep? Yeah, but like that's honestly like less than you'd think. Like I think it's only probably been like once or twice in my okay. life. Out of like. I was wondering how years I've been living. Like, most of the men that I know are genuinely like really nice guys. Mm. I or they're di- or they're like, and if they're not nice guys, I just generally stop talking to them. I've I've known a lot of the the nice guys, you know, like like the nice guys. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but- I'm just saying we can't be like like I'm just saying hashtag not all men. Let's be nice. Let's be cordial. Yeah. Um. But Gideon's a creep. But Gideon's a creep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Boils it down to it. And so uh, 
Gideon uses a, a big old bird, South American macaw, to like fancily ask her out on another date. And the, here's the thing. It's not just like he's asking her on another date, but all he's has her in a place with a bunch of people watching mm-hmm. and everyone is like, ah, this is so cute. Ah, it, it's like if you if she says no, I'm going to die of sadness. So you know what she should have said? Hmm. No. It, no, no. Well, here's the thing. It is wrong to put sub in a situation uh, where well, they bunch- can't say no. Yes, exactly. And that's what happened. So she could have, but it was in a she was in a very bad situation. So I do not blame Mabel in this case. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't blame her. I blame the situation she was in because it was. Bad. How about you blame Gideon? Yeah, Gideon sucks. Um. So Mabel uh has to say yes because she's in a bad situation. Um. But she's sad about it. Yeah, she's sad about it. And she's and you know she's she's agonizing over it and she's like she just wants to be friends with him she just wants things to go back to normal she doesn't mm-hmm. want to have to keep going on all these dates, um, and kind of in the meantime that's when Stan is uh, when they first go on a date Stan's all pissed about it so he goes over to Gideon's house mm-hmm. but then he kind of strikes a deal with uh, Buddy Gleeful which is Gideon's father mm-hmm. um, and how they're kind of gonna thinking about going to business together. Hooray! So make money, and we know that Stan loves money. He's like Mr. Krabs. Yeah. So Stan gets kind of turned around the whole thing. We're not, he used to hate Gideon now. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, money. We're all in. So mm-hmm. Mabel, you have to marry Gideon now. Also, like in the background, Gideon's like a, a popular figure in town. So like all like the tabloids are like, ooh, who's this new girlfriend for Gideon? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure on Mabel. Mm-hmm. And she's upset. She goes into sweater town. Because she's sad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but see, this, and this is where we get a thing of, like, not all men. Because Dipper, being a good big brother. Yes. yes. Who actually, like, likes his sister and wants to help and just wants to help her out. Mm-hmm. See, like, some men are like that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Have we really met, like, a ton of, like, nice guys? I just haven't met that many of them. Just just enough. Just enough to leave a bad taste in But you have met enough genuine nice guys. Not, no quotes. He evens out. But I mean, like, but that's but that's still leaving it out. It like evens out. But that's still leaving it out. It's not all men. I have like a one and two shot. Um, but that's still again still leaving it out. Not all men. I'm still saying some men are creeps, but I'm saying not all men are creeps. <laughs> um, Just anyway, continue. Gravity so, Falls. Yeah. So so Dipper is like, yeah, I'll go. You know, basically break up with him for you. So he does that. Uh, but Gideon isn't super thrilled about that oh no. and we can and then he kind of goes um power hungry he's he, he's kind of like a power hungry little kid he, he is because he's got but this like, magic amulet which he has apparently yeah so there's this magic amulet that seems to that he can use to to do all this kind of weird psychic look stuff. like that amulet from the book series that i don't remember the name of mm. you remember it was like a book series where it's like when your teacher's a vampire Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Or like when yeah. you're so-and-so, it's a genie. Yeah, I remember that series. It was always, like, I always saw the covers, but I never actually read those books. I think I read a couple of them. Mm. I don't, I remember the genie, I remember the genie one, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but, so, uh, then, so he, like, basically goes home, and you can see, he starts getting, like, real bad. He's getting creepy. He's, like, throwing stuff around. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, like, freaking out. He thinks it's all Dipper's fault, because Dipper's, like, keeping them apart or whatever. Um, and there's the part where his dad comes in the room and, uh, Gideon says, I can buy and sell you old man. So, uh, Gideon's a little off his rocker, off his little, off his little baby rocker. Cause he's a scary little baby man. 
Um, He's a kid. Not a baby man, because baby man sounds weirder. Mm-hmm. Sounds so, like a 40-year-old man hitting on a 12-year-old. So uh, Gideon devises a plan. He has Toby determined, call up Dipper, and says that he wants to hear all of his uh, theories about Gravity Falls, which is just, which is the quickest way to Dipper's heart, because he's like, I have so many theories. Um, but it's a trap set up by uh, Gideon, <laughs> who Gideon then exchanges for uh, the reporter's phone number. Which is a little weird. Again, if he's polite about it on the phone. He's not going to be. He's not. He's not going to be. Because he's a creep. You know what? what? Seuss seems like a nice guy. Seuss is a good. He's a good guy. Seuss is good. He's good. There needs to be more Seusses in the world. So back at the shack, uh, Mabel's still kind of agonizing. She has a a conversation with Wendy where she's like, Wendy, have you ever broken up with someone before? And Wendy goes, sure. And then she counts them all on hands also proves that not all women are angels it's true most yeah. of us are <laughs> there, there's still some people that Wendy maybe hasn't broken up with yet <laughs> ignore ignore um just break up with him over text like a good woman <laughs> or just ghost him into oblivion that's just mean as somebody who's been ghosted <laughs> it's just mean mm. anyway gravity um, falls uh Mabel decides that she's gonna go break up with Gideon herself so uh, Dipper goes and he gets trapped in this like weird like warehouse place. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon comes and uh, he starts using his, his uh, amulet to control a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's got Dipper trapped. It's a bunch of his merchandise. He's got a bunch of merchandise, right? There's like a Merchandising fight. where the real money is. It's true. It's true. And uh, it gets a little dark because Gideon has like his uh, little Gideon's lamb shears about to. Uh, I thought the doll was creepier, honestly. Oh, the doll's creepy. Yeah, like Gideon has like a little mini me mm-hmm. in his lap. It's weird. Um, and then when he wants to like continue laughing, he just pulls the string. Yeah. But Mabel comes in to save the day and to stop Gideon from, you know, cutting her brother in half. Whatever. Like a good sister. Like a good sister. So she tells Gideon she's never going to date him. And uh, they play keep away, and she takes the amulet. They play keep away with it, um, and then uh, they fall through the uh, Gideon window. And Dipper, D- Gideon Dipper, like fall through the the window, and they're falling off a cliff. But then uh, Mabel saves the day. Saves the day. Uses the amulet to make sure nobody dies, which is nice. And then, like a good lady, destroys it. She destroys it, which is very smart of her. That was I was like, good job. I was like, applaud, because like yeah. And she breaks up with him, tells him he's a creep, and now he's got no power. Now he's got no powers. Whatever is he going to do? Um, so he comes back to his house. The deal is off with Stan. Um, so Stan naturally steals the clown poster. Like you do. Um, <laughs> Again, even. Stan's a dick, but but he accepts that. Yeah. he's He knows what he's about. Yeah, Gideon has kind of a creepy scene towards the end where he's like, he makes a little Gravity Falls town out of like little miniatures. And uh, mm. yeah. And... So, and he's kind of like mocking everybody. And mm-hmm. then uh, we see, we get a reveal here. We get a reveal that Lil Gideon is in possession of journal number two. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. So I feel like that means we're going to see Gideon again in the future. You know what I feel like with like a lot of like the, like, like a lot of these episodes like feel standalone, but then they have like elements like I feel like could come back, but it yeah. doesn't feel like a. Like, it doesn't feel like a long, like, season arc thing. It feels like a, right. like, a kind of, which I find interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all I find interesting. 
So, um, but yeah, so that's that episode. So introduction of Gideon Gleeful, the child psychic who is a little off his rocker. A little. And we get the reveal of where uh, journal number two is. And that's kind of the big uh, plot points of mm-hmm. this episode that kind of tie in uh, later on. And so, and then we learn a valuable lesson about don't be a creep. Don't be a creep. And if you want to say no, you can say no. Say no. And don't force people into situations where they can't say no. Don't force people into situations you can't say no. Don't don't accept pity dates. Don't accept pity dates. Don't. No. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So, um. And, like, sometimes you just, just like, sometimes, like, I don't know what my lesson was going to be. Mm-hmm. Some men are creeps, and some some men are going to be creepy, and you just need to get away from the situation and find your good man. Mm-hmm. Or just hang out with your brother, who is a good, who is a, who is one of the few good men in this show. It's true. It's true. Um, the cryptogram for this episode, the line that we see in the credits, translates to, uh, Carla, why won't you call me? So, uh... Probably because you're a creep. Well, Carla, in, if you remember the, the, uh telepathy commercial the 10 of telepathy commercial mm-hmm. that have the beginning and they have like the disclaimer at the end where <laughs> and the end of this disclaimer goes carla i always loved you okay again why is the commercial guy even a creep too i know i don't know for some reason like i don't know like if i'm bothered that like a bunch of like it's like the majority of the men are creeps because like i feel like that gives a bad message mm-hmm. that like the like majority of men are just like creepy towards women that's kind of like my thing i'm just like because i don't you can't say it's a majority i would say like it's enough. <laughs> is it enough? Is it just your... It's it, enough. Are you just hanging out with the wrong people, Galen? <laughs> no, it's it's just... It's enough. I might be, it's enough where I'm we should I'm just saying, like, the most this. of the people that I've met in my life, like, men and women, have either been, like, super nice, and, like, there's been, like, the few specs of men and women who have been incredibly, like, annoying and creepy, mm-hmm. and I just avoid them. Mm. But like, I guess like I've met the people I've met in my life have not given me like a creepy sense. You've met really great people in your life. Example. Yeah. Since they hang out with people that I hang out with and you'll see that they're, you know, decent people. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, let's see if there's any other fun facts for this episode. Uh, Voice of Lil Gideon is Thurp Von Orman. That's a good name. That's a great name. Who is that? I know. What else is this guy in? Uh, He's more of a writer and producer type. So that's why he's not... Oh, uh, Flapjack. He's the uh, creator of Flapjack and does some Flapjack voices. I yep. don't know what the Flapjack is. You know, The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack? No. Never see that show? Nope. Ah. Never heard of it. All right. So that's, okay, that's his big thing. He does. Uh, he created and voiced uh, Flapjack. There you go. You happy now? There we go. Now I know things. Yay. All right. Is that it? I guess. Is that all we got? I guess. All right. We don't have a comment according today because uh, we don't got many comments. So give us some comments. And Please we will and thank you. Read them on the show. Or you can like leave us comments on other things. You can mm-hmm. leave us reviews on uh, iTunes. Or you can tweet at us. Or you can comment on some of our Facebook posts. We would love to see you any kind of way. So you may be asking yourself, how do I find out about these things? Well, if you're not listening to us or watching us on YouTube, we are on YouTube.com. Uh, we are Witty Clothes Productions. You can find us on iTunes, Witty Clothes Productions. You can follow us on Twitter, at Witty Clothes. On Facebook, Witty Clothes Productions. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash wittyclothes. And you can email us, wittyclothes at gmail.com. And I think I covered everything. Any other 
Anything else to say before we wrap up for today, Dara? This show's weird. This show is weird. And it's just going to keep getting weirder as we go into our next episodes of season one, episode five, The Inconveniencing, and episode six, Dipper versus Manliness. Okay. <laughs> All right. Until next time, I'm Kaylin Clothier. I'm Dara Whitman. Peace. Peace.